Welcome to Daily Daf Differently, a Jcast Network podcast. This daily podcast invites you to join us to study the Daily Talmud page with a variety of liberal rabbis and teachers. For more information about Daily Daf Differently, please visit jcastnetwork.org slash ddd. For more information about the other Jcast Network podcasts and blogs, please visit jcastnetwork.org. Hello, welcome to Daily Daf Differently. My name is Martin Cohen, and today we're going to study material from page 67 in Tractate Pesachim. To understand the material that I wish to teach you today, however, it will be necessary to learn a bit of Rambam first. In Maimonides' great code, the Mishnah Torah, he includes a section called Hilchot Beit HaBechira, the laws that pertain to the Temple. And there, in the seventh chapter, he discusses the way that the rabbis of ancient times correlated the, the layout of contemporary Jerusalem with the way the Torah teaches us that the Israelites camped in the wilderness. The way that they camped in the wilderness had direct importance on the way the law was observed with respect to different types of impurity. And so it was necessary to know how those laws would be translated into latter-day reality when there was no more desert camp, but there was a temple standing in Jerusalem, and different parts of the city were deemed to be possessed of different levels of sanctity. Rambam says, There were three camps in the wilderness, the camp of the Israelites, the camp of the Levites, and the camp of the Shekhinah, which in the desert extended from the entrance to the court of the Tent of Meeting and inward. In succeeding generations, the law was this. From the entrance of Jerusalem to the Temple Mount corresponded to the court of the Israelites. From the entrance of the Temple Mount to the entrance of the court of Kohanim, uh, which was uh, set up from, apart from the court of the women by a gate called the Gate of Nicanor, that corresponded to the camp of the Levites. And from the entrance of the court of the Kohanim and all the way within, that was considered the camp of the Shekhinah, of the Divine Presence. The Gemara that I want to teach you begins with a statement from Rav Chista. Rav Chista is discussing the law that, that, that applies to the Mitzorah. A Mitzorah is somebody who suffers from a disease called Tzara'at. Often in English books, Tzara'at is translated as leprosy. But it clearly is not correct because tsarat is obviously not the disease that modern dermatologists reference as, le as leprosy or Hansen's disease. It's not entirely clear what disease tsarat is, but it is not Hansen's disease. Anyway, the Torah says that someone who has tsarat, a mitzorah, has to be banished from the camp. He has to uh, go outside even the camp of the Israelites and dwell in the wilderness so as not to contaminate other Israelites. So Rav Chista says this, What that means is this, a Mitzorah who enters into the part of the camp from which he is not, in which he is not permitted to enter, which is to say the entire Israelite camp, he is exempt from corporal punishment. The reason for this is that the Torah says, Badad yeshev moshavo. He shall live in isolation. His dwelling place shall be outside the camp. And that makes this a lav shenitak la'aseh. 
a very special category of negative commandments that can be remedied through the performance of a positive commandment. In other words, most negative commandments uh, can be undone, but not specifically through the performance of a positive commandment. But some can. This is an example. The Torah says he must dwell outside the camp. So if he breaks the law and enters the camp, he can remedy his offense by performing a positive commandment. And one of the principles of halacha is that a negative commandment, the breaking of which can be undone by the performance of a positive commandment, that is called a lav shenitak la'aseh, and it is not punishable with corporal punishment. But the Gemara is not satisfied with Rav Chista's statement, and challenges it by citing a baraita. A baraita is a lesson from the period of the Mishnah that for some reason was not included in the Mishnah. And this baraita begins as follows. Mitzorash nichnas lefnim mimichitzato ba'arba'im. A mitzorah, somebody who suffers from tzarat, who illegally penetrates the camp into the part from which he is banned, which is to say, all of the Israelite camp. This baraita says that he is indeed punished with 40 lashes, that is to say, with corporal punishment. And then the baraita goes on to discuss the analogous situation of people suffering from a different disease called ziva, a type of venereal disease that that the those who suffer from are understood to be conveyors of tuma, of impurity as well. And then the Baraita even goes on to discuss those who are impure by virtue of contact with the dead, and even the corpse itself, which is called the avi av tuma, the, the epicenter of impurity, and the way that the law relates to it. But the part of the Baraita that counts here doesn't have to do with ziva or tumat met. It has to do with sarat. Rav Chista said because the prohibition is a lav shenitak la'aseh, the Mitzorah is not liable to corporal punishment for his offense, whereas this Baraita specifically says that the Mitzorah who does that exact thing is to be punished with lashes, that is to say, precisely with corporal punishment. The Gemara then goes off in an diff- entirely different direction and attempts to correlate this dispute between uh, the opposing view to Rav Chista and Rav Chista with a, a debate that took place in Tanaitic times, one that is uh, clearly relating to these same issues, but which considers them in a different light. But before we part company today, I'd like to suggest that our listeners devote time to translating this into modern issues. The notion that people who are a source of impurity, people Let's translate that into modern terms. People who radiate not just Tumah, but who are exemplars of negative behavior. People who gossip. People who cheat other people. People who demean and degrade other people or who embarrass others in public. People who are not generous or unkind or harsh or cruel. People who, by virtue of their negative demeanor and their poor character traits, radiate a type of hostility that is could easily be understood to be the moral equivalency of Tumah, of impurity in ancient times, what do we do with such people? Our modern ethos to be tolerant suggests that we should merely tolerate them, try to ignore them, try not to learn from their poor example, may perhaps try to set a better example that will inspire them to behave better. But the Torah's view is that there are times when it is necessary to make a physical boundary between such people and decent people, such as ourselves. 
simply not to put ourselves in the company of such people. The very first psalm talks about the concept of the righteous, decent person simply declining to exist in the, in the company of leitzim, of, of people who are negative in all of their behavior traits. And when the first psalm talks about a moshav leitzim, a, a place where these people hang out, where they flourish, where they enjoy each other's company, and the decision of a righteous person not merely to try to ignore them, but simply to refuse to be in that place, to, to simply refuse to, to exist in the company of people who are negative and whose behavior is poor, that's an idea that most moderns will find peculiar. Yet, the simple meaning of our Gemara is that there are times when it's necessary simply to, uh, to put yourself in a different place to say that these people are uh, free in a free country to behave however poorly they wish, but I don't wish to be in their company. I don't want to sit in this Moshe of Leitzim. I don't want to risk being contaminated with their Tumah merely by being in their presence or even in certain types of Tumah under the same roof as they. That notion that the correct response to poor behavior is simply distancing yourself from those who are behaving poorly is a simple idea. It's a noble idea and an elegant one. Not a popular one in modern society, but one which this passage in the Gemara lays before us and invites us to consider carefully as we contemplate the question which goes to the heart of decent behavior in the world, which is not what values do we hold dear, but what do we do to prevent ourselves from being led astray by those who behave poorly and who do not hold those values dear themselves. Thank you very much. Goodbye. I hope you've enjoyed today's episode of Daily Daf Differently, and that you'll join us again tomorrow for a new page. The music at the opening and close of this episode is Ufros from the Epic Chorus album One Bead, available on Bandcamp, iTunes, and Spotify.